Hello everyone, uh, welcome to ELA, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Pius Jain, who is the founder of Pocket, uh, which is a platform for instant short-term personal loans. Hi Pius, welcome to ELA. Hi, Hi Priya, uh, glad to be on your platform. Uh, I would uh, request uh, you to introduce yourself to our audience. Yeah. So, uh, as you've said, I am founder and CEO of Pocket. So we are a digital lending startup. We started around five years back, uh, just to serve the underserved population of the country. That was our whole agenda. So, uh, I'm a chartered accountant and MBA from IFT Delhi have around 10 years of experience in digital lending compliances, business finance. So I started my career with, uh, Ernst and Young. And uh, then I did uh, internship in investment banking in Goldman Sachs and then worked with Flipkart. Uh, thereafter, I joined a NBFC uh, by the name of DRP Financial Services. It's a Delhi-based NBFC. And uh, during the course of the journey, we felt a need that uh, the digital is the next, next big thing. Uh, so 2018, we started uh, this platform called Focket. And uh, so it's been five years now and I have been fully involved uh, in this platform from day one. And uh, uh, just to give you an idea that what we do at Focket. So Focket uh, is a platform. Uh, we are trying to address the cash crunch uh, that people face. So basically, if you are a salaried employee, then uh, by mid or end of the month, uh, you start facing a cash crunch. Mm -hmm. uh, everything revolves around your salary date, uh, your expenses is your everything is planned according to a salary date and everybody who is uh, most of the people who are salaried start to face a sort of a cash crunch so we came up with an idea that uh, there should be a app which is as friendly as possible that people can just uh, log into the app fill certain information and then they are able to get the money instantly mm -hmm. and uh, that was the uh, vision that with, with which we started and uh, the idea came during the course when we were working with different, different enterprises and we were facing a similar situation. Uh, so three of us, uh, me, Sumit and Mohit. Sumit uh, is a uh, uh, CMO of the company and uh, Mohit is the CTO of the company. We all together, we came together and started this company. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to give you an idea, how do we evaluate the customer? Uh, so basically, uh, as most of the customers, customer that come to our platform, our thin file customer, that they do not have any credit history or even if they have credit history, it's kind of a negative, a low credit score kind of a person. So we primarily cater to a no credit or low credit sort of a customer profile. So uh, looking at the traditional data sources doesn't work for us. Uh, so we go beyond that. Uh, we take decision on the basis of a proprietary algorithm that we have developed in-house we called it as a PH score. So it takes data point from alternative sources like uh, telecom data, mobile data, mm -hmm. uh, uh, credit bureau trade lines, uh, spending patterns, uh, and multiple more data points, location analysis, and arrive at a score. And if a user is able to meet our bare minimum score, we give a loan offer to that person. And uh, so uh, what we have observed is by adopting this alternative data sources uh, approach, we have been able to profitably serve uh, the kind of a subprime uh, customer uh, segment. And uh, we have been 
able to underwrite and give loan to more people than a traditional bank would do and have been able to do it at a uh, good scale. And uh, the process is that we do have tie up with a lot of corporates and we also do a lot of uh, digital acquisition in form of running Google, Facebook ads, uh, uh, doing working with digital aggregators like Inmobi, Pesa Bazaar, Bank Bazaars of the world. And we get, we try to get customer to our platform and we have web-based journey, Android app journey, uh, iOS app journey, and all three options are available. A user can just come to our platform. Uh, it's a com completely consent-based uh, environment. Uh, whatever information uh, user gives us consent for, we only take that information and are able to do credit underwriting on the basis of those informations only. And uh, the, pro the approval process, process is a very uh, instant uh, on the basis of uh, the AIML uh, model that we have developed in-house uh, under the guidance of our CTO Mohit and uh, and it has improved over the course of last five years. Uh, the, uh, the five year back model uh, was a very basic model but over the course of our learning uh, we have also faced COVID, uh, we have also faced scenarios of job losses and all those kind of the situation and our a model has been adapted, keeping in mind all those scenarios and uh, have been giving us good results. Got it. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, just curious to know, uh, you mentioned about the AIML platform and the kind of data you collect uh, mm. from um, the alternate data, data you call it. Uh, just wanted to understand how does it work? How do you calculate uh, a alternate credit score, if you will, or um basis on what factors do you decide whether to give a loan to a person or not so our data sources are uh public data as well as uh the data that is available on the mobile of the person so we get access to uh the credit bureau uh, or credit bureau not the score but the trade lines of the user uh what has been his past uh historical uh uh credit history with respect to his previous loans. Uh, we get access to uh, the transactional data in terms of uh, his salary credit, his uh, EMI obligation, uh, is he defaulting on particular loan, uh, what kind of uh, transactional SMSs, and there is a, a kind of a model that we have built on that. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have data with respect to the apps that a person has on his phone. So if we find out that there are multiple betting and financial apps um, in on a particular person that that shows a particular behavior of the person mm -hmm. that that person is not uh, very much financial well-versed and if we find apps which increases productivity of the person uh, so like LinkedIn and those sort of apps so we give a kind of a, a positive score so mm -hmm. uh, a lot of these things are actually uh, ingrained in our credit algorithm model and uh, we take decision on the basis of the, those those data points okay speaking of financial apps uh, i think there are a lot of uh, uh, personal lending uh, micro personal lending apps out there uh, like uh, loan tap or mm. money view flex salary so would like to understand what is uh, unique about our venture what is so unique about pocket so pocket uh, our core value is to provide instant and affordable access to cash. Uh, what we try to do is whoever comes to our platform, we try to make a best of 
offer uh, that can be given to person available to him. Uh, we do not have very high salary benchmarks like other apps, like some app have uh, 40,000, 35,000 salary cuts, but we start at a 50,000 kind of a salary cut. And uh, we are also not a payday loan kind of a player who is charging upwards of 1% per day. Whatever we are charging is very affordable, very nominal, uh, keeping in mind the credit profile of the customer. Mm -hmm. Got you. And let's say, let's say somebody uh, takes a loan from your platform and is not able to mm -hmm. pay back the loan, either willingly or um, because of uh, not able to uh, pay back the loan EMI. Um, I wanted to understand what type of recovery mechanism um, is there in place? How do you handle defaults? So we have a detailed collection policy in place. So our collection efforts actually start from the day we give loan to the person. We actually bucket our customer uh, in various categories. And on the basis of the profile of the customer, our collection efforts are aligned to those buckets. So in general, for a, a subprime customer, uh, we start sending SMSs mail five days before uh, the period, the date of collection. And generally, our date of collection is also aligned to salary date because uh, what we see is salary is the major cash flow event uh, for the uh, customer. So that is the time he is uh, able to pay, meet his obligations. So our uh, EMI data is generally aligned to that date. And uh, once uh, uh, so there is a pre-due communication on fifth day, second day, and uh, we do e-mandate to his account just for the purpose of convenience. And uh, if uh, a person for some reason is not able to meet his liability on his salary date, uh, we actually uh, try to reach out to the customer, uh, first of all, in form of uh, digital communication, just trying to understand uh, what is the reason is there is a delay in salary is there is a job loss uh, is there any health medical issue or something and uh, we try to get a ptp uh, ptp date it's called a promise to pay date uh, we try to get ptps from the customer that he will be able to meet his liability in 15 20 30 days uh, and we uh, just try to uh, maintain a kind of a soft collection approach that giving him reminder that your PTP date is coming. Uh, please try to maintain balance. We'll re, re hit the national. You can pay by a payment gateway in our app. Mm -hmm. uh, second approach is uh, to educate the customer uh, that if he doesn't pay the money, then we try to make him understand that uh, uh, that uh, if you don't pay the money, uh, your credit score will get affected, and credit score is very important not only for getting loans in future, but also from job prospects, also from your uh, societal status, because it's, it's a very important figure that you should try to maintain. And most of the customer are actually able to, uh, more than 95% customer actually pay money uh, uh, just by educating them about what happens if you don't pay your money on time. So we have a very good educative material that we keep on sending to our customer to make sure that uh, they pay on time. We also uh, try to bring certain offers also that if you pay your money, then we will, uh, whatever Nash phone charges that we are collecting, we will waive them off or even encouraging customer. If you pay, we will give you some Amazon and Flipkart gift card. What we have observed that if you educate and incentivize customer, then that person, if he has the money will definitely pay you. Uh, but 
there are still around 5% of the customer uh, which are not able to pay on time. Then we have uh, our dedicated collection team which reach out to the customer and uh, everything is done according to the fair practice code uh, which are let down by RBI. And uh, the remaining 3%, 25 to 3% of the customer which are not able to pay uh, through the entire team efforts, then those cases are transferred to a third party collection agency. Uh, from them also, we are following the outsourcing guidelines which are laid down by RBI. Uh, uh, and uh, we try to maintain and whenever we transfer cases, we inform, duly inform the customer and also share uh, a grievance redressal mechanism to them. If they have any redressal uh, complaint against any particular collection agency, we try to address those uh, complaints as soon as possible. And we have zero tolerance for any sort of escalation. Uh, we are players which are there here for long term. So we don't want to make quick money and we want to support a customer and uh, be helpful uh, to them in collecting our money from them. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, journey as an entrepreneur, like how it all started. Why did you choose entrepreneurship and why fintech as a domain? So, uh, so I actually come from a Marwadi background. So entrepreneurship is actually uh, the first thing uh, that is taught to us uh, from uh, the time we are uh, kids. And uh, my family was also uh, in the business of financial services. Mm -hmm. So I was always very inclined toward this field. So that's why I did my chartered accountancy also. Uh, but I somehow wanted to create a business and not stick to being a professional. So, uh, so wanted to take exposure to uh, uh, the big brands like Flipkart and Goldman Sachs. And Flipkart was uh, in, in those days was the pioneer for in the startup world. So that's why I went there, wanted to understand the culture, how they are trying to solve a, a problem at scale. And that was a good uh, learning uh, ground for me. And thereafter, when I was convinced that I want to solve this problem, then I jumped into uh, entrepreneurship myself. Um, the other question is uh, why uh, finance, why fintech? So fintech, uh, when we started in 2018, so uh, it was more like the problem uh, with which we can relate to. And uh, we thought uh, uh, this is a problem and what we have observed that digital lending is more than a trillion opportunity in next two to three years. And uh, there was a recent report which said that by 2030, 2030 digital lending will actually uh, overtake traditional lending. So whatever has happened over the last four or five years is just the starting point. Uh, industry is witnessing a healthy growth rate and this industry uh, is here to stay and will continue to grow in future. Gotcha. And uh, when you started, how did you go about finding the co-founders and uh, building a team? Uh, how did you raise the first round of funding or uh, was it, if it was bootstrapped, how do you arrange the funds? Yeah, so uh, uh, Sumit, uh, who's the CMO, was uh, actually my first cousin. So I was actually just interacting with them, him that, uh, I have this idea in mind of uh, providing loan via mobile app. And uh, at that time, there were only two to three players uh, which had started. 
and uh, sumit and mohit were already doing one venture at that point of time uh, that didn't uh, scale as expected so we already had a ready uh, tech team in place so uh, i uh, we all three then decided that uh, uh, we will uh, start this business and thereafter we built team in all department be it credit uh, uh, collections uh business development marketing uh, customer service technology and due, uh initially for first few years our business was bootstrap uh in 2020 we raised an angel round uh, from a family house based out of delhi and currently also talks are on for a series a for us gotcha uh, what are some of the challenges that you have faced so far while building and growing this venture so uh, for the biggest challenge was covid because uh, that was the moment which actually uh, was very challenging for for a digital lending startup uh, because we already we were uh, targeting subprime customers and uh, there were a lot of job losses rbi had also announced moratorium uh, and we were already we were only giving a 2 to 3 months kind of a loan so to give a moratorium of 3 to 6 months was actually a kind of challenge for us and there were a lot of job losses happening at that point of time so uh, first thing we did was uh, was to regroup and uh, trying to uh, identify uh, take problem step by step and uh, we supported our customer during that journey our customer also supported gave us their full support and we were able to actually sail through uh, that challenging period apart from that uh, initially we were uh, what we are say we were in bit of a hurry to raise funds uh, so we thought ki we will start uh, the business we will uh, do um, ads and all and we will be able to raise funds but uh, what we uh, uh, then uh, what we realized is it's better first better to have a product market fit and uh, so uh, during uh, the course we focused a lot on our product and we actually when we thought that product has got a perfect market for it then only we raised our angel round and thereafter we have been running a profitable show from there on speaking of uh, product market fit uh, would like to understand from you how did you know that your product is market fit or what kind of metrics uh, were you uh, monitoring to understand uh, if a product is market fit or not so for us the leading indicator is uh, ltv to cac ratio so uh, what we have observed is uh, in our business we are uh, have a very good nps uh, and because we have taken customer satisfaction and customer uh, retention uh, as a very key metric for us so we have around more than 75% customer repeat ratio and it, in the first a uh, loan we are not making that much money but our money comes when customer repeat so what we have observed it a customer who comes to our platform at least take loan 5 to 6 times so we have a very good ltv to cac ratio of 4 is to 1 uh, which we think is good and uh, we are just trying to work uh, in that uh, range apart from that we are focusing on building a very good quality book so we uh, give given that we have 
uh, APRs in the range of 36% uh, per annum. So we are targeting to keep the T90 NPA less than 5%. Uh, the number actually uh, increased during COVID period, but now we have been able to maintain that NPA levels. Got you. Any pivot that you have done to your uh, model so far? So uh, what we are trying to do is, uh, earlier we were focusing purely on digital uh, modes of acquiring customer, but that market is uh, a little competitive. Now we are trying to identify certain offline sources uh, of acquiring customers. So we are doing a pilot uh, in Northeast region in Assam, where we are providing um, microfinance and uh, salary advance loans to tea garden workers. So tea garden uh, industry in Assam employs more than 10 lakh uh, customer segment. So mm -hmm. in one of the region, we started doing a pilot in the month of May and we have been getting uh, encouraging results, uh, encouraging results. And we are not just providing the microfinance, we are actually uh, trying to financially include them in digital means. So we are actually teaching them how to do digital transaction uh, we are also providing them insurance covers and uh, just trying to change the habit of uh, that uh, category of customer. And apart from that, we are also looking at two unique problems that we have identified. So what we observed that around 30% of our customer come for a medical use case. So we have also started a pilot uh, with a healthcare provider in Delhi and uh, we are providing a care now pay later basically BNPL for healthcare services. And uh, we are getting encouraging response there also. And in that, in that sense, we are able to monitor the use case also. Also, we are also uh, tying up with few factories for blue collar, uh, blue collar labor financing. So what we have seen is uh, there are multiple options for financing for white collar uh, uh, employees but there are very limited options for blue collar uh, workers. Uh, primarily, uh, there are two reasons. First of all, uh, blue collar generally do not, uh, very in very few companies, they are on role. Most of them work on contractual basis. Mm -hmm. So uh, there is issues with stability uh, of these customers. Secondly, uh, these customers are very difficult uh, uh, to educate, to interact. They don't care about their civil score. Uh, uh, it's very difficult to build a habit for repayment and credit behavior. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are also taking an, this sort of a educative, in, uh, educative initiative. So in Greater Noida, we are tying up with a couple of factories and uh, step by step, we are also trying to cater to this unique problem as well, which we see if we are able to do crack it, can become a big business in future. Got it. What would you say is the meaning of entrepreneurship for you? How would you define the term entrepreneur? For me, entrepreneurship is uh, taking ownership and uh, uh, making profit is uh, one thing, but it's about finding a purpose for your life. Uh, you are uh, in this world, so uh, it's about solving the eminent problems which our uh, current world is facing. So that's it. Okay. My final question for you, what would you say are some of the top lessons, most uh, interesting lessons that you have learned during our entrepreneurial journey that we can take away and apply to our ventures as well? 
so i think the most important thing is uh, keep at it there will be ups there will be downs ultimately if you keep pushing if you keep motivating yourself uh, you will be able to achieve something for yourself uh, you need to have that attitude you need to be have that perseverance that uh, there will be situation that uh, you will think that why i am doing it i should go back to a corporate job can earn, earn handsome salary but most if you are able to push yourself and uh, ha- yourself hard and continue to persevere you will be able to find uh, something valuable for yourself and uh, ultimately you will analyze that you will be making much more money and you will be much more satisfied than in any corporate job at the same time i would say that entrepreneurship is not for everyone you should first uh, see that what are your priorities and if you are jumping for entrepreneurship at least have certain savings for yourself because uh, uh, there might be time that your idea may not work so you should always have some sort of a, a saving some sort of a uh, fallback kind of a thing that uh, you are not uh, risking everything for a particular uh, uh, what you can say uh, venture and uh, i would say uh, also do good research uh, that a uh, lot of ideas when they are in your mind they might look uh, very lucrative might look but you should actually talk to a lot of people uh, try to understand which which are actually working on those ideas which are uh, are part of that industry try to take feedback from uh, those sort of people because that will actually uh, what you will be able to identify that whether your idea is viable or not because that is very important uh i think that's it that's it from my side well uh, thanks for your time pius and it was a pleasure to have you on our platform and our best wishes for focket thank you thank you priya